You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're talking about Richard Donner's 1978 comic book adaptation, Superman the Movie. You no trouble. Me, fifth element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Podcast. I'm Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, Mr. Jeremy Vincent. Hi. And Mr. Jared Callen. Hola. And we're talking Superman. Uh, unfortunately, because uh, Margaret Kidder recently passed away on May 13th, uh, kind of a bummer. She was in a lot of horror films. And of course, she's probably most well known as playing Lois Lane in the, uh, the original four Superman films. Mm-hmm. It's a shame to see her go. Because, you know, not only Superman, we had Black Christmas, Sisters. Uh, what was that other one? Uh, the Haunted House movie she was really famous for? Amityville Horror. That's a good one. Yeah. What's that? Never heard of it. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Get out. And she did a very impressive nude spread before Superman. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. Oh, the black and white. Uh, black and white. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I was like, I was, I was talking to my, <laughs> to my business partner, Spencer, about it before Canada. He's like, wait, have you never seen those? And I was like, no. I said, get my head right before I go down and do this, <laughs> this podcast. We're going to remember you. Well, she died. <laughs> she was a very pretty lady. Yeah, yeah. Had, uh, had, had, a, had a messed up uh, end of her life. She had, she had some troubles. Yeah, she always, in later interviews, she always seemed a little... Yeah, well, I mean, she, she had some, like, uh, manic episode where she was lost for, like, four days or something like Holy that. Oh, shit. And then, like, when they found her, like, her, the caps in her teeth were missing, and she had been, like, raped or attempted to be raped. I'm not 100% sure this the whole story. It was... Uh, yeah, I've never heard. I just always noticed in interviews she sounded like maybe she'd had a stroke or one too many lines of coke or... She did get into an, an accident in the, in the 90s. She got into some car accident that, like... She kind of got put down into the earth and then filled in. <laughs> As the earthquake happened. Jared, we need to discuss the uh, <laughs> difference between reality and film. Well, dude, you saw the movie. You know what happened. <laughs> if I could turn back time. <laughs> I'd find a way. <laughs> oh, there's always room for share. <laughs> Beautiful. I know this isn't the first time you guys have seen this. When was the first time you guys saw Superman? <laughs> I, man, I I was probably see it came out the year I was born, 
So I did not see it when it first came out. <laughs> Loser. Should have been waiting in line. <laughs> I was. I was in the womb, Jared. <laughs> His mom's like going into labor. We're going to see Superman dead. <laughs> I'm going to say I was probably about three. Super young. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, I've been watching this movie my entire life. And, and you're, you're, the, you're the big Superman fan on the show. I think it stuck with you a little well, bit. Well, I'm fan of this movie. Make that clear. Like, I don't read the comic books or anything. You're a big fan of the whole movie franchise. Is it just the first movie you like, or do you like this whole series? Uh, I think the first the first one's good. The second one's pretty good. Uh, the third one's worth watching just because it's funny. Richard uh, Pryor showing up. Yeah. Like, you can tell they had ideas, but they just didn't execute it well. But Richard Pryor makes it funny, so it's like it's kind of like watching a Superman spoof. It's got evil Superman. It's yeah. It's really it's it's one of those bad, interesting movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Jaws three. And then Superman four is just one of those bad movies that it's not even. It's like so boring. It's not even worth watching. Yeah, What's that's the, the one with Nuclear Man, right? I was about to ask. Is that the one with the guy with the gold shorts or like gold outfit? Yeah, when I saw that when I was a with kid, Christopher Reeve's voice. Yeah, I yeah. thought I thought Superman was fighting He Man when I was a kid. When I saw the ads for that on TV. I did too. I was I was like four when I saw that the, the ads for that. I was like, oh my god, Superman, Spidey, He Man, this is the best thing. Is no. that the one where they, he's collecting all the the missiles and throwing them into the sun? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's very political and yeah. It just it's there's these long stretches where just nothing is happening and like at least in three there's you know there's just all this little stuff that you forget about like Superman turning a hell a tornado upside down and sinking an oil ship and I think I forgot about that yeah yeah you're blowing my mind yeah it's been a while since I've seen Superman three and four it's been a solid ten years all right yeah because remember in, in three the sort of the premise is there's this new Lex Luthor character. If he can build this supercomputer with a super hacker, then he can control the economy of the world, basically. He gets Richard Pryor to hack this computer system. Like, he's got this weather computer that can control weather, so he can destroy the coffee product down in Columbia, but Superman swoops in and stops the weather. I'm going to um, fuck the world up on this Apple IIe. He stops the, <laughs> like... He stops the navigation of this oil tanker so that his oil tanker is the only one that, you know, so he's controlling the market, basically. But Richard Pryor's doing all the programming. But Superman's a problem because he keeps swooping in and saving them. So they come up with the idea of dropping kryptonite on him. But they don't have any. So they have to make kryptonite. Well, they make it? But there's one ingredient that they're missing. So Love. Richard Pryor, who is a smoker in the movie, looks on the back of his cigarette box and just adds an ingredient from the cigarette box. And that gives him the kryptonite that makes Superman bad Superman. No way. Yes way. Yeah, like splits him. I do remember that. That Superman. was amazing. It was from a cigarette pack, though? Yeah. Was it the red Marlboros? Uh, maybe. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The, the message here is you should make be red smoking. Superman? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> and which oddly. Like nicotine. Really fucked up Superman. Bad, yo. Oddly, like, the, the more bad he, he becomes, the more he's wearing the costume from Superman Returns. Like, his costume gets darker. Is he bellowing uh, smoke out of his mouth the whole time? He does His eyes shave. get red. Yeah, uh, or, or is that just from? Didn't evil Superman have red eyes, or am I just making that up? I think you're making that up. Oh, uh, I know that if he gets the he red goes to the bar and flicks peanuts into the mirror and busts all the bottles. Remember that he the, goes and those last two sequels were <laughs> bad memories. 
And then eventually he splits in two and Clark and Superman fight in a junkyard. I do remember that. I remember the junkyard battle. So that's when Superman comes back together and he's a good guy again. So he goes to stop the supercomputer. But by this point, it had become an A.I., and had taken over, and its own protection was trying to fight him off. And remember, it catches one of the bad guys and pulls him in and turns her into, like, this fucking robot. Man, dude, no. I, no, man, this, I'm not remembering that. This, this movie, I need to rewatch it. You should, re- you should rewatch it. It's, I need to rewatch it's it. It's definitely bad, but it's bad in that corny, like, you guys had ideas, but y'all put no money in it. I, I think we should, like, watch them in succession. Like, we'll do a marathon, and by the time that we get there, we'll be so fucking giddy that it'll be great. Superman 3 would be a good uh, commentary one. Oh, like like, like, uh, like, like we, we did, did like with we did Alien? Alien? That yeah. would be a good commentary one. Okay, yeah. I could see that. All right. So after Superman 2, we'll do that. Because they, re- you know, they reintroduce, you know, Lana from his high school years and... Oh, that's right. It's it's it's, it's uh, the mom, same actress as the mom from Smallville. From, I think so. I don't know. I never watched Smallville. It's the girl that right. played Beverly Sorry, in, no. in the TV show It. Yeah, that's the mom from okay. Smallville. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Superman 3 and 4, they're, they're kind of different because, I don't know, they, they, they do have kind of a different feel from the first two Superman movies. Yeah. One and two actually have budgets. Like, there's special effects. And a lot of them were shot. A lot of one and two were shot at the same time. Yeah. I did not. I, see, I thought they were both shot at the same time, but I was when I was going back and doing research, I actually... Found out that they ran out of money. So all the Gene Hackman stuff from 2 was shot during Superman 1. And then I guess Richard Donner, the producers, fired him before they went back and started re-rolling cameras again on Superman 2. So it's kind of like Solo. It's like, you're spending too much money. We're going to fire you. And they had to actually, to keep from having to give Donner the credit for directing it, they had to actually go back and reshoot some scenes that they already shot. That's how they ended up with the Donner cut. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Superman, that, like, it was one of the most expensive films, I think, at that time, or it may have been the most expensive film when it came out. It was like $55 million. It, it took forever, because it was supposed to come out in 77, and they kept pushing it back and back. Well, they saw, they saw Star Wars, and they're like, shit. No, they just were running out of, like... <laughs> Mario was, Puzo's script was 500 and some yeah. pages, man. What? Yes. Yes. Can you imagine shooting fucking 500 some pages? Is that for both films? Yeah. Yeah, it was for both films. But still, holy shit. I mean, they were planning They were planning to do both films. They were shooting for over a year. Yeah, but 500 pages is massive. That's like yeah. four or five films. Who did this? <laughs> I know, right? The name's right on the tip of my tongue, but did the score for The Omen. Um... Jerry Goldsmith. Okay, yeah. So he was going to do the score. Star Trek. And yeah. the movie got got pushed <laughs> back scary. a little bit, so he couldn't do it. So they got John Williams to do it. But then the movie got pushed back a little bit more because they were still shooting, so it went back to Goldsmith. And then the movie got pushed back again, so they went back to John Williams. Whoa, I wonder if there's any part of Goldsmith's score that made it. I don't know. He did uh, score Supergirl, though. Like this, so. the the movie or the yeah the movie okay. from I'm about the to say the 80s. most recent like TV series. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> no I think that came out. Didn't that come out after he passed away? I don't know. Yeah, it probably did. I, I think it did. He did the. That's 80s. amazing. I would love to hear his Supergirl. his like Superman score. But man, I mean, dude, Williams. I mean, it's just lots of like French horns and like brass instruments. The score in this is so fucking iconic. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if he ever thing. actually like started recording. I know that they just said that they had hired him, but. They weren't done yet, so right. he had to go do his other, you know, pre... He had to go do Star Trek. I understand. I th- a matter of fact, I think, if I, I'm... I know they didn't. Re- he didn't record anything with an orchestra pit, but he may have, like, written, like, sheet Yeah, he may have, and, like, yeah. written some stuff. Wow. This is just an assumption, but you were, I was looking at that schedule of 
they had Goldsmith to do it, and then they had Williams to do it, but Williams had to run off to do another movie. I wonder if that other movie may have been Star, Star, Wars. Star, Wars. Star Wars. That would be amazing. No, because Star, Star Wars was already out. Uh, in 77. But they were, they were still in production. Yeah, he, but he, he, they wouldn't have... They wouldn't have been needing the score for that in 70... Because that movie came out in summer of 77, and this was released in Christmas of 78. 78. So I don't, I don't think Originally, they it was been. supposed to be summer of 77. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe when they originally booked it, that could have been. Because they kept having to push it back. That's why they eventually said, you know what? Just focus on finishing the first one. And the biggest effect is the time thing, so let's put that at the end of the first one instead of the second one. And Well, one of my notes is... Um, Transition music sounds kind of like Star Wars. Well, yeah. I mean, there are moments where it's like, eh, is this E.T.? Is this Raiders? Yeah. Is this Star Wars? I don't it's know. Nice. It's, it's got de- definite, like, uh, signature stuff. Yeah. And it's the sequences right after the, uh, you know, he leaves home. He's going off to find himself. That whole montage sequence is very Star Wars. Guys, I love the montages in this movie. Yeah. There are a lot of times in the film where they, they skip over huge chunks because we're covering Superman's birth to... What middle age? Everything, yeah. Which yeah. we've done in multiple films. But ha- have we done that in multiple films? It seems like they always. The only other, it's just like Batman. We're gonna have to. No, Man of Steel is the only one I can think of a, an origin story. I mean, you get the you get a couple flashbacks in like Superman Returns, don't you? Maybe don't yeah, they do a couple like flashbacks in Superman Returns where they show him as a kid? I think so. There, no, I think there's like maybe one or two. No, no. That Wait. one starts with. I know they, he, when he's, he's returning back. back from Krypton. They don't do any flashbacks though. Uh-uh. Yeah, I mean, so this is the only time you're you're getting that. I know you have to remember too. This is also the first comic book film. Oh yeah, I no. mean, there was Batman the movie, but I mean, this is the first one that a fucking studio put it, money in. And it actually opens up on a comic book, and they explain it like comic book. I love that opening. Yeah, it's amazing. I'd forgotten that it opens this way. I I, I did forget that too. I, yeah. I've seen this movie probably a thousand times, and I I forget it every time. And then when I see it, I'm like, oh, that is so brilliant. Yeah, yeah, totally. Just because visually, like. You're looking at that little screen with the curtains, and then as the kid's reading, you get the shot of the... You're, you're still in the curtains. You're in that kind of squared-off little area. Yeah, living in that 4-3. Right. <laughs> you see the city. You see the Daily Planet. But then when that first title comes in, those curtains fade out, and that you just get the depth of the width of the screen. It just gives it like, hey, this is big. We're going from page to epic widescreen. I love, I, I love the way the credits come in and, and everything, too. Those are so iconic. I mean, it's yeah. the music. It's everything. It's it's a little cheesy now, but man, I mean, with the music, the music helps so fucking much. It you know, really it gets does. you pumped. It sets the tone, right? And I was I was reading that this uh, the credit sequence in, in Superman was, uh, was was as expensive as most productions at the time. <laughs> just just doing the, the just those, the opening like, animated, like fly, yeah. flying in credits. Yeah, and they did them on like the teaser, and apparently like uh, some studio head loved them so much in the teaser. They're like, oh, we're gonna do that for the film <laughs> for every name. <laughs> <laughs> they even do it at the end. I thought they were when yeah. you first watch it. It's like, are we gonna get every credit like this again at the yeah. end? Look, we spent so much money on these, we're using them twice. <laughs> that, that's the way a producer thinks Look, we did it once, we gotta do it again We're gonna save money here They, they do reuse that shot of him flying over the earth at the end at With the a big end smile of, oh, That's really? the exact, exact same shot at the end of one, two And I, if I'm not mistaken, it's at the end of three He winks at the camera, he goes by, I was like, ah! 
that's right. I was it may be even at the end of four. I'm pretty sure because isn't that like that's the same. I know it's the same background plate they use uh, in the middle of the movie, too, when he also goes up to space yep. for the first time. And then when they I redid they when they did Star Superman Trek Returns, they copied it. Oh, OK. OK, so I just looked it up from in 1977 through 1978. These are the scores that John Williams did. One or two of these movies is what he had to go do while he was being asked to do Superman. All right. Black Sunday. Oh, that's a good one. Star Wars. That's a great one. Hmm. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Well, that's a good score, oh, too. Oh, damn. The Fury. Fuck. Jaws 2. <laughs> damn. He had a busy year. So those are the movies that he was being asked to do. That I forgot <laughs> he did the fucking Fury. Dude, that's a great fucking score. He went from that to Superman. All right. Well, hey, those are all classic scores. I mean, I, I own at least one track from every one of those scores <laughs> in, in my library, man. I mean, those those are great. Those are so good. That's, that's one thing, you know, it's like watching Superman. I love this era of filmmaking. It's, it's, 100, it's 100 years worth of trying shit reaching its pinnacle of practical. You know what I mean? Yeah. It actually felt like an epic with its special effects as opposed to feeling like, you know, I guess like a special effects movie or like right. it's trying to rip off Jaws at the time or something like that. This right. actually felt like an epic or a David well, Lean movie of the time. It's, it just happens to be Superman. It's shot very traditionally, which I really liked. Like it feels yeah. very, I was, I was talking to uh, Jeremy about it, about how uh, they do a lot of things where the characters and things move through the frame instead of the frame following. Like uh, in like in my, one of my prime examples is when uh, you see the, uh, the capsule headed to Earth carrying Kal-El. You see Earth, which doesn't really look like Earth at all. It's just a blue dot with some clouds on it. It's and the Earth from <laughs> closing. I mean, uh, from two thousand one. Two thousand one. One of my my very first note is says the opening of the film feels like two thousand one, but like you see you see like the Earth and like a little like circle next to it. It's like oh, obviously that's the moon, and then you see the the ship travel through the frame to that. There's not a lot of, like, following. It's kind of like we establish a frame and things go through the frame. Yep. You know, that this way this film is. And it's, it's really, until we finally settle into character, like, all this, like, building stuff. So it's, like, very, like, traditional film style. Listening to an interview with Donner, <laughs> that's actually part of what he wanted to bring. Like, he said that one of the most important things to him was to honor the history of the character. and that Because that character, in a lot of ways, was, like, America's first fictional icon you know like king arthur or it's the first one that's from america that went worldwide that everybody knows so he was really he was really interested in like honoring like the history by making it by making the movie a very classic style and he also said that if he focuses on the love story the character between lex i mean not lex um <laughs> yeah lex and otis <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um if he focuses on- get out of here <laughs> If he can get the love story between Lois and Superman to feel real, the rest of the movie will fall in place and he'll get the epic feel that he wants. I, dude, he definitely gets that epic feel. Yeah, he does. I like uh, that middle section in the farm, like screams like John Ford. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like the way he uses like uh, I, I kept noticing how, how he kept using frames within frames. Mm-hmm. Like he'll use the window and he'll have a character on, you know, like one side and they'll be doing something in the foreground. And then through the window, he'll have like somebody par- frame product placement in the foreground. Yeah. Oh, like the man. Cheerios. Like Cheerios. <laughs> like, oh, dude. Let, 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 let me read my note for Cheerios. <laughs> 
Jared's like, is, let me see. I, I read the ingredients off of that box because it was so well lit. I could read. No, no. <laughs> it, that that Cheerios box is like glowing. But it says, I, I, I wrote, Superman eats Cheerios, exclamation point. And then it says, let's have a sweet moment. But first, Cheerios. <laughs> yeah, you would figure Superman would eat Wheaties. Did you? Did any of y'all see any of the stuff about how the movie got funded? The yes. Cheerios? Like I no, I always thought it was just you know it was a Warner Brothers studio movie. Yeah, but no, it's these two fucking producers. Yeah, scrounging money up from different places. Warner Brothers was just the distributor. Basically, Salkins or something. Yeah, it's basically like a really expensive independent film. That's crazy. Do people know who Superman is? Oh yeah, okay. I I can forgive the uh, the Cheerios then, but there's an amazing scene after the Cheerios scene. It's like immediately after where. Where Superman and and uh, Martha Kent are out standing out in the field. Oh, in, in the wheat field. In the wheat yeah. field, and the in the, the composition is just them uh, and the farm. So you see, it's like separated in the distance. It's kind of like separating him. He's like leaving home for the first time, but they just let it live on this like wide shot for yeah. like the entire scene up until like the last like two lines where it punches in on a close up on both of them and then he's gone but they just oh, like they got the they dolly just, they got the reverse dolly that comes up behind him they just kind of like let it live and like in these like really wide shots during this whole time and there's even like the, during just his father's capturing that Americana bro yeah during, during his like father's funeral oh dude yeah there, there, there's like these really like wide shots they just kind of let it live and you see the the vistas I mean speaking of the father's funeral the church you see that's up on the hill is a model there's, oh, really? Yeah, it's really like that tall. Did not know that. I'm telling you, man, the effects work is good in this movie, man. I mean, they, they went, they did it. It's, it's pretty impressive, like, when you're looking at it to think, like, those guys worked hard. I like the all the stuff on Krypton, like, the all Brits. the flying. <laughs> yeah, all of it is great, man. Like, it, it really is. Guys, are we, are we ready for a trailer? Let's Take watch the trailer. <laughs> we'll be back. As many times as I've seen this movie, I don't think I've ever seen the original trailer. Really? Oh. I've seen the original teaser. Have y'all seen that? Oh, yeah. Where it's just music and names. In the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> that is super boring. Super boring. Stack the movie. My friends, I'm not given to wild unsupported statements. And I tell you that we must evacuate this planet immediately. Jorel, be reasonable. Once there was a civilization, much like ours, but with a greater intelligence, greater powers, and a greater capacity for good. moment that world was destroyed but there was one survivor now wouldn't that beat all get out because of the wisdom and compassion of Jor-El because he knew the human race had the capacity for goodness he sent us his only son 
His name is Kal-El. He will call himself Clark Kent. But the world will know him as Superman. This year, Superman brings you the gift of flight. Superman, the movie. All right, we're back. That was a trailer for Superman. Boy, what? trailers move faster these days. What a wonderful trailer. Was it really wonderful? No, it was nice and slow. I'm trying to talk like Marlon Brando in this well, I mean, movie. I, can we Krypton. really critique it as a bad trailer? We, we didn't see it in 78. It's the time, man. You really got to say, like, wow, you know, people are like, holy shit, they're going to Krypton. I mean, let's let's remember, <laughs> it's a story of a boy <laughs> and oh. a princess. <laughs> All right, so here we are. Superman, guys. The movie. All right, so <laughs> we've already talked about the opening wrap it up. <laughs> Let's let's talk about this Krypton stuff because we haven't really uh, we haven't it's, really it's gone into this. Krypton, yeah, they say it the way that Cri- <laughs> Marlon Brando, Marlon says Brando it. Says, and Planet Krypton. <laughs> you have to pay me for that extra syllable. He's All like, right? he has to make it sound more in Planet Krypton. He's got to earn that three point seven million dollars. He made three point seven million for his twelve days, and he tried to convince math. the director to let him be a bagel and just voice it. <laughs> Yeah, he wanted to be a, a green bagel. What? His the his agent had called Donner and said, I'm going to warn you, he's going to try to convince you he's going to play it as a green suitcase. And so Donner went in like to this meeting prepared to argue against a green suitcase, and then he threw out a green bagel. And Donner was like, what? look, okay, look, every kid knows what Jarrell looks like, so he breaks out the comic books, and then Brando's like, okay, okay. <laughs> I just did the math. That's fourteen million six hundred eighty-eight thousand two hundred twenty-five dollars and forty-four cents. That's what he got paid to do that. Movie. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I think it was the biggest payday. That's badass. Yeah, he's making, that. making some cheese back in the day. Well, and they were also they were having it's coming off the Godfather, bro. I went in an Oscar. So if he wants last tango in Paris, Krypton. It's Krypton. Krypton. <laughs> <laughs> they were also having trouble cast the movie. Um, they had offered. Um, Paul Newman or Al Pacino, Luthor. Ooh-ah! Ooh-ah, people, Superman! <laughs> people were just turning down roles, and until they, they got so Brando weird. as Jarrell, like, nobody wanted to be in the movie. Yeah, that's how Gene Hackman got involved. Yeah, as soon as he heard, he was like, okay, I'll do it. Right. Who does not show up for, like, fucking until, like, the hour mark into this film. Well, no, 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 no. I, I, I timed this. <laughs> okay. He shows up before Christopher he Reeve He shows does. up before Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve, Christopher Reeve shows up at the 50-minute mark. Well, well, okay. You timed that on the extended cut. What's that on was the on the extended cut. I'm sorry. I'm not sure what the difference is. Okay, yeah, there are three cuts of this film. <laughs> All right, there's the theatrical. Then there's the slightly longer. I think it's like by seven minutes. I don't know. It's long. Uh, it's a little bit ex- extended. It's like two hours and 31 minutes. I think it's the 2000 cut, extended cut. Something like that. And then there is a three fucking hour cut of this that apparently they, they put on put TV. everything in. <laughs> And the reason they put it on TV, they extended it for television is because uh, ABC was paying by the minute for the film prints. So they fucking extended it to three hours. Holy shit. Yeah, so they get more money. It, it, there's some interesting stuff in it. Like, he's, like there's, a, there's a line of the councils talking to Jarrell after they put Zod and his three army guys, his girl and guy, right in the Phantom Zone. They point out they're, they're trapped in there, but they're going to live. We're going to die. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I, I, th- I was thinking about that as they, as they were floating away and the, and the planet explodes. Like, fuck, man. At least they get to kind of, like, 
live and scream. I never really understood. I don't know. They, they seem like they're like a, a scientific senate. Or, yeah. You know, like they, they didn't believe him. They're like, it's not going to happen. But why are they not believing him? You know, it's just like, just this one lady's like, yeah, we have we all have the same data, but no, it's just the planet shifting axis. Like, I don't well, know. The, the other scientists are saying <laughs> you're wrong. It's not happening. And then like, earlier in the movie, they're like, this guy in, fucking found the Phantom Zone. You're the reason we even know about this. Which you're gonna, it's kind of like the guy who, who had created the guillotine and ended up getting killed by the guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't know if it's well. Yeah, I guess it is kind of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would have been that way yeah. on, on, a, on a genocidal scale. Yeah, <laughs> I do remember asking my dad, "Well, if Jarrell invented the Phantom Zone and he knew the planet was going to explode, why didn't he just invent a way to get out of the Phantom Zone, put his wife and kid in the Phantom Zone, shoot them off, and then get out?" I, mean, I know all they had to do was like get in the Phantom Zone and wait for some news. He made a promise. He say he said my wife and I will not leave. That's planet. the same answer my dad gave. He said that you know, he didn't say. He's like he's like well I didn't say my son. You know, <laughs> it's a technicality. Ooh. He said yeah my wife my wife nor I will leave Krypton. Rocking those awesome space capes, dude. Those yeah. space capes were amazing. And I love all the different. Emblems for the different. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I was trying to, I was trying to like uh, see if those were different letters, but like some of them just looked like they were like emblems of like planets and yeah, they're different just things different like shapes that. and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's something they carried into Man of Steel. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, when that movie came out, you could go online and type in your name, and it would give you your what oh, your Kryptonian shield would be. In in Smallville, it was an eight. It looked like a eight. Instead of the S, and he broke it down to the S when it became Superman. Oh, really? Superman. But yeah, with that, when they had the symbols, it was a different, exactly same thing, you know. But it, it looked like an eight. Everybody tells me that TV show was really, really good. It's worth watching, man. Watch I've it. I've never watched come a on, single man. episode. Man. I think you might I watched dig it. one episode and was like, eh, not for me. Yeah, oh, really? Everyone tells me it's good. It's My good. sister loves it. Like, she is absolutely crazy about I, it. I like the guy, Michael Rosenbaum, the guy that plays Lex, and then they have his dad, uh, the who was. Um, Fuck, who is he? He is, okay, have you seen Scrooged? Yes. He's the guy. Also that, a Richard Donner film. Yeah, he's trying to, I see we're bringing it all around. He's trying to steal uh, Bill Murray's job. He's that guy. All right, okay. I do not know that actor's name. I know who you're talking Anyways, about. Anyways, uh, he plays uh, Lionel Luther, which is Lex's dad in, in the Smallville series. And this is, that's like Superman in high school. Superman in high school all the way up to the point where he becomes Superman. All right, okay. And I they use the suit from Superman Returns, correct? Right. Okay. okay. But that's not until, like, the last season. And how, how does, uh, what's the 11 other? 11 seasons or whatever. What's the other Superman TV show, Lois and Clark? Yeah, it was like, it was like, it was like, it was like a, a sitcom, romantic comedy sitcom-y kind of like Superman. Oh. And Dean Cain went on to do the Ripley's Believe It or Not show. So did you see? <laughs> I, I, never, I, I just never thought he looked like Superman and his suit looked ridiculous. Terrible. Yeah, his suit was really bad. Yeah, it, it, like I said, that that was your soap opera. Superman. Although Lois was hot, he was kind of oh, a weak Lois, Superman. Lois was fine. Oh, that was uh, Terry Hatcher. Terry Hatcher. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. She's oh, that's man. a Bond girl. Brother. Yeah, man. Yes. Back to Superman. <laughs> 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 Not the spinoff TV shows that none of us can remember. I, uh, no, Christopher Reeve was in Smallville. Who was he in Smallville? He was a professor uh, that kind of knew about. And he shows up in the wheelchair and all that, and he kind of gives uh, Kal-El. Oh, okay. Um, so it was after the accident? Yeah, so it gives him a little bit of a nod. That is terrible what happened to him. Yeah, man, it's terrible. That's Never ride super... horses, people. Ever. <laughs> horses will kill you. 
<laughs> they're devil animals. I'm not, come on, man. We wouldn't have westerns if you didn't ride horses. I we mean, can, we can let's... digitally do that now. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be terrible. <laughs> like, oh, that's what that's Pete, what Peter has completely no. Peter has completely attacked, yeah, just, and we can no longer use real animals. Just airplanes, because statistically speaking, <laughs> it's still the safest way to travel. Oh. Is that the most famous scene in this film? It's pretty I, cheesy, though. It is. Dude, I love that scene. It, it's you know, cheesy, like, but, like, I mean, it, it hits all the, the Superman checkboxes. When, when I was a kid, I watched this movie, it, like, in 4x3 on TV. Like, dude, that was magical. But watching it, and I wish I wouldn't have read your text where you, where you explained how they did the... Uh, front projection for some of the flying stuff, oh. especially like the balcony scene. Yeah, and Where they because, did because I knew that, I it was really looking and I spotted every single one of them. Like you know, it's like when they, when they're looking up and you see in the helicopter scene where like the crowd's looking up at the at the building. That's totally projection and like all that. And they, it doesn't even look like he's holding on to the helicopter as he's flying up. Man, dude, I think that's still pretty with, good, though. With, with I do rear too. projection, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, no, it, it looks good, but but I'm seeing it. I'm seeing how they're doing it while they're doing it. So it, it's definitely dated in, in the effects. Yeah, I'm, but, but I'm not saying it's a bad because, thing. I mean, you, you have to keep in mind what they were doing, and they created this, and that's freaking amazing. Yeah, and, and I think like, they're like, so yeah. far ahead of the time. No, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's totally. like one of those things. Where, you know, it's like Jaws. There's some moments in, in Jaws where the shark comes up, and yeah, it doesn't look 100% realistic. It's not how I would it, want it, it to look now, but... But it sells it. And in that helicopter scene, Jeremy keeps bringing this up. There's this giant uh, John Williams-like blast of score. You know, oh, all yeah. uh, end, end, of, uh, end of My Cousin Vinny when they win. It was just like, boom, like, bah, like everything's badass. We were good. As okay. soon as Superman but grabs. But it's the good one? <laughs> but when, <laughs> it's the good version? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, it's big. Like, uh, you know, when Superman grabs. I just, the, man, I love that scene. Like, he comes out. He sees what's going on. You get the da 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 and there's danger. Everybody's looking up, and then he looks at the, you know, little phone booth. It's too small. He He's does the re- revolving door. Pimp says, hey, night. What is it? Uh, that's a bad outfit. Superman flies up. <laughs> Lois falls. He catches her. She makes the joke. Of, you got me. Line. Who's got you? And then the helicopter falls. He catches that, and then that John Williams music hit. Man, that it's is, huge. I love that scene. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> You've got me. Who's got you? That's probably the most famous line. Yeah, that, that's like super iconic. You're like, yeah. who's got me? Who's got you? Yes. I mean, Margaret, yeah, dude. The, yeah, dude. That's great delivery on her part. And I mean, personally, I think it looks good. The effects, they, they are dated, but I think what really works for me is the way the cinematographer really uses that uh, heavy diffusion on everything where, you yeah. know, it's like, like all the lights. Did you guys notice like the, every the, single the light has a halo yeah. around yeah. it? You know, and it's just like everything's got this nice soft look. It looks like a fairy tale fantasy it really does it's very comic booky and all the models and everything like even watching it today it fits it's I definitely can't... on tone especially like you know when yeah. you're looking at like lex's lair the attention to detail is like so comic book amazing like you know like exactly flood, flooded out like you know subway system it's like it's, it's just it's amazing he's got the pool down there yeah, why no. <laughs> 
you know, because every every uh, villain layer needs it. Yeah, he's got a badass library. I mean, like, I'm like, there's just so much little detail shit that's amazing. No, in a, in a deleted scene, he's even got like a uh, like a room full of like uh, jaguars or some evil cats. You don't <laughs> ever hear him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At the end of the movie, he's uh, what's uh, oh, what's dude. the girl's name? Uh, Mrs. Tessmacher. Mrs. Tessmacher. <laughs> he's lowering Mrs. Tessmacher. Um, Otis is down to the the cats to feed, and Superman comes and saves her at the last. He's a level of evil that you don't get anymore. He he gets we 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 see him for the first time. Are you talking about Lex Luthor? Lex Luthor, yeah. like our our introduction to him, cold blooded murders a motherfucker by throwing him in front of a train, and he's just kind of like, man. Well, it's because his henchman is such a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, like he, what he is does, the line he says there? It's it's so funny. Something about like that brain, like how. How can it even power those legs to get around? Or something like oh, that. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know what it is, but it's so frightening. Oh, you know, Otis has that 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 theme. <laughs> I mean, I love their their play off each other. Like when Otis gets the numbers wrong, and he's driving the ambulance, and he's like, "What about the fourth one?" And he's like, "What fourth one?" Wait, wait, no, the third one was eleven, and the last one is seven. And he gets all pissed off, and he turns around, and he just leaves the van going to beat Otis's ass. And then the next time you see him, Otis has got a black eye. I love that. He's so mad. I'm just going to quit driving and beat your ass. (laughs) Now you pull over. But back to the uh, spotting the rear projections thing. I mean, for me, the helicopter scene looks great. But, I mean, yes, there are some scenes like when he's flying up the dam that look pretty. Like, that stands out. But the helicopter scene to me, I don't. I don't have a problem at all with it. No, I mean, I, again, like, I think everything is working together. Just the way it's photographed, the story they're telling. Like we said, like, you know, earlier in the movie, uh, earlier in the podcast, it, it has this, like, epic quality to it that they're going for. I mean, like, midway through the movie, you almost feel like there should be an inter- intermission card. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and we should get, like, the big John Williams, like, you know, and then we can play the love theme while you're getting your popcorn. And then bring us back with the... The big, huge Superman theme, and then the movie starts again. No, it, f- it definitely feels like we have the movie before the movie before the movie. Like, if you've got this whole, like, especially if you're watching the, the opening extended cut and everything, you've got this whole Krypton thing, and then you've got all of, you know, <laughs> like, you know, Smallville going on, and then, and then oh, now we're going to get into to this. There's definitely, like, a lot going on. Yeah, there is. It's very, very, very dense. And I love how you, you the first time you see Christopher Reeve as Superman in the Fortress of Solitude, he's real small on the screen and he flies towards you. Dude, I love wow. that how that gets created when he throws. Like, I don't know why he knows how to throw the green crystal <laughs> or why he does well, it. Or that, that's well, kind of confusing. So the, the, but. the crystals, right? So they they put they put the baby in the capsule and they surround him by a thousand sharp crystals. Yeah, to mm-hmm. send him off into space. And then, but when he lands, it's just like an empty asteroid, no crystals at all. Well, if you look when they're putting him in there, it's there's a chamber for him to. But where do all the crystals go? And how does it just kind of go down into this I, one? I, and I think that, that, that the green one? one was like a special Earth crystal. And it they sucked all, all the other ones up, and then they all well, like the come out of that Well, the atmosphere burns them. You see the atmosphere burning all the crystals. <laughs> they're folding backwards. But right. the green crystal is the one that holds all the technology. Right. So the, all but the other, there were other crystals that he yeah, also put no, in cause, there. Cause, you know, cause, yeah, because he had the other crystals. He's like, he's like, he won't be alone. 
and he keeps and he sets a crystal down. He's like because he, he's he's been recording all the every crystal is like a like a thing that he's recorded. And, I don't know. They didn't even explain that in the three hour cut. Wait, he says he's, he's he says he's like oh he's gonna be all alone. Uh, you know the mom's talking. Well, she doesn't get very many lines, but she's like she's like you know he's gonna be all alone. And he's like he won't be alone. And uh, you know Jarrell well, sets a crystal. Down. Obviously, the green one is the most important. Yeah, hey, when he's talking when Marlon Brando is talking to the baby in the crib. Oh, dude, that's a great scene. I heard, I heard the production story. He was reading cue cards off the baby's diaper. Because <laughs> Marlon Brando did not remember any of his lines for this movie. He just showed up, you know, did well, his thing. But it works. He's looking down. He's looking down. But at the if baby. you watch it, like the way they cut it, like Richard Donner is like really, really smart about it. He puts like two cameras, like, you know, just kind of like, okay, here's one up the crib shooting up at you. Here, here's your close up. And I'm just going to keep this dolly and we're just going to keep it creeping along. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use the best parts for as long as I can on this dolly. <laughs> and I'm going to cut to those other two cameras. I, I, at that moment, yeah, you kind of have to feel sorry for Richard Donner. Like man. he's phoning it in a little bit. You know, Marlon Brando is like one of the, it's a blessing and a curse. Great actor. Like he can deliver that performance having never read the fucking script. That's the first time he read those lines. Wasn't that take? That's a great performance. I can do, I can't do that. Nope. That's a, that's impressive, but at the same time, that's got to be really frustrating, especially if you're like, all right, uh, so the, guy, the the camera guy really fucked the focus up on that last take. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel about take two? Especially when you're making $14.5 million. Yeah, I was listening to an interview with Terrence Stamp talking about he, he showed up on set, and they were already shooting Brando, so they'd probably already shot the diaper thing, and Brando asked him, have you have you read the entire script? And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah." Have you not? And he goes, "No." <laughs> he's like, "Why have you not read it?" He was like, "Because it might be shit, and if it was shit, I would have to not do it." <laughs> and I want the money. Uh, I want that fourteen and a half million. I mean, he was he was doing it for the money. Left Apocalypse Now. Left that set to come come to uh, do. Wow, Superman. that's crazy. Yeah. And you can watch Hearts of Darkness to see Marlon Brando there, too. Yeah, him fucking that up, too. Also driving another director insane. <laughs> Poor Richard Donner, man. Oh, I feel sorry for him. Oof. I, look, I, guys, there's a lot of this movie I really do like. I got to talk about the one thing I kind of have a problem with. And it, it doesn't start off a problem. The date with Superman and Lois Lane. Is it her? Is it her poem? It is when they start flying. Yeah. Like the beginning of that scene is great. When they're on the balcony, I like their interplay. Comedic performances it's is good. too. Like the whole, all that balcony stuff is really pretty. Yeah. The minute they go up into the air, it's like right after he like drops her. Oh man, it just falls <laughs> the fuck apart. And I'm like, trying to remember what the line, what her poem line. No, she's is. like, no, no, no. I, I wrote it down. I wrote it down a little bit. Oh no, I wrote it down too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, can, can you read my mind? Yeah, can you read my mind? <laughs> but you know, I, I thought it was really cheesy, and I was like, I can't believe they're doing this. But you know what? I also found it very sweet. I, I think that it sets a, a very interesting tone. Um, and but then I just also felt like she loves him too quickly, because she kind of mentions like you know do, do you feel the way I do and all this I'm like you don't even really know this guy this guy's a fucking like monster from another planet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was wanting to see that pink. Man, it's all pink on the inside, especially for Superman. Yeah. So what did you write about the, the, that scene? Well, in your yeah. notes. Well, okay. So uh, the re- the reason it's vo is because. Originally, she was going to sing that. Really? 
Yeah, I've no, heard that. That it wasn't it wasn't a poem. It was a song. Is that why that they were okay? I thought it was really weird that they weren't talking to each other while in the air. They they only communicated in hand signals and right. and, and gestures. No, no, and I they, thought that was very strange. They, 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 there's actually a couple shots where you can see them moving their mouths. Really? Yeah, yeah. It just looks like they're flying, like a montage of them flying yeah, around. Yeah, Superman obviously says something to her, and she responds to it. You can okay. see her well, move I, her mouth. I remember and he him because he kind of he kind of gives her okay and like you know yeah. all that uh, kind of stuff. So I was like, it's really weird that that they think that you can't talk in in there. Yeah, it's a, it's a bizarrely. I, it was a. <laughs> He's just like screaming, like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> I think it was something the producers wanted, and you know, I don't, I don't even think. Richard Donner was crazy about having it in the movie. And it also shows that, that like, Kal-El doesn't really understand women a, a lot, this being his first girlfriend, because Wait, he, what? He, cause he drops her. And, you know, even though he saves her, later on in their relationship, she's going to bring that shit back up. She's going to be like, you remember that fucking time that you dropped me? He would just kiss her. <laughs> remember what? <laughs> I saved you. I said, well, but what if you didn't? What if you weren't fast enough? You know, one thing I did think it was kind of crazy for a PG movie was um, going back to Krypton real quick, or Krypton. I'm sorry, Krypton. <laughs> Krypton. Uh, when all the people are like just start dying and falling into that cabin. Oh my god! And they're just like it's like it's like raining people. I know it's raining men. <laughs> they actually kind of hold on genocide for a second Dude, in the movie. It gets gnarly as fuck. <laughs> and those crystals start just like. A popping out of the fucking oh. floor and going through the walls. Oh, and shit. Man, that's some amazing stuff. I read sets. this down. Yeah, that is. Cool. Um, when, John, when, uh, John Barry, I think it was I think the so. production designer. He did a good job. Uh, Krypton explodes in the shape of the spaceship, which is interesting. When it explodes, these like plumes. Oh, of shit. Smoke come out. You're right. And they make the, the, the points of the little spaceship. I don't flying. think I've, yeah, I've never even thought about that before. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's kind of it's kind of like saying you know this is our hope. This is what's left of us. Special effects guys, man. <laughs> they throw some badass little they details do, in, in, in things, man. Just like oh, it's just like we remember watching the uh, the behind the scenes on the special effects. Just like you know how they put together like the Phantom Zone when that was coming to suck them up. Yeah, you know yeah. you just see like all the different versions of that. Yeah, it, it was it was like they didn't really have that idea. It's like, well, what are we gonna do? Let's let's try a bunch of different stuff and see what looks the best. Or just like like seeing them like how like Superman's gonna fly or right. you know something like, oh, it's like they're like chunking the wooden doll around. Like <laughs> that's not gonna work. Chris, it'd be funny if you cut to Chris Reeve standing off the side. He's like, nope, not doing that one. <laughs> yeah, there's one. They're like literally shooting a uh, dummy out of an air cannon, and yeah, there's a doll. I'd love to see. He's like, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it. You're you're charged with making the impossible happen on on camera. You'll believe a man can fly. Yeah, amen, dude. That's a that's a good tagline. Yeah, and they did it like several times, and like even those like my favorite, I think flight. Uh, portion of the movie is when he like uh, Lois dies and he gets really fucking pissed off and he's like I'm oh, gonna yeah. go turn the world back around. And that's just, just a powerful takeoff. Oh man, dude, yeah, you feel it right in that scene and like his face. Well, it's it's a, like it's he a is great pissed and in pain. It's a great mixture of like his performance that projection screen behind him, clouds being pushed in front of him yeah, for him to that. you know. And then that zoom lens pushing in on him. It's great. That is a great like just. Badass Superman shot where you're like, oh man, Superman is going off. And then fuck that sound up. of his roar going. Rawr, rawr, rawr. Oh yeah, yes. they make they make this badass sound design right there. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, even like when he goes up in 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 the atmosphere and you hear he's all having like, that confliction of. Yeah. Don't I oh, do that's right. He goes up. He goes up and gets crazy in the in the atmosphere. That's right. Yeah. Don't lack, it's lack of oxygen. 
Don't do the prime directive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you must never with interfere with yeah, history. Both, both daddies are conflicting. Don't interfere with human history. You're sent here for a reason. I did. Uh, so you, do you remember the scene where he's floating in the pool and Mrs. Tessmacher comes up and she plants one on him. She kisses him. Oh, yeah. And then like she he take, even makes a comment about it. Yeah. She, she takes I like the, that takeoff, too. Oh, th- that takeoff? Yeah. When he busts through the ceiling, he does it so hard that his cape leaves a perfect half circle on the outside. Oh, when, shit. When he, I never <laughs> noticed that either, but you're right. When, when he goes through the ceiling and he knocks all those, like, stones down into the pool and almost kills Mrs. Tessmacher, he goes through and he's actually, he leaves a cape imprint because <laughs> he's, he's so badass. <laughs> Fuck it. Dude, effects guys are badass, dude. That's what I'm saying. That's, back, that's badass. <sighs> what else did they put in this movie? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay, let's talk about we gotta we gotta talk about Lex Luthor's plan here a little bit. I've got a question about Lex Luthor before you get to the plan. Because it's getting into his plan. How does Lex Luthor know that Kryptonite is what Kryptonite is and Kryptonite can kill? Because like why do, how does he even know that Krypton exists besides in in Superman for some reason likes to give an interview and tell where he's from, what his weaknesses are, <laughs> like all this to the world. Like it just feels like Lex Luthor is just like, oh, by the way, if you take a piece of the place where this person is from, then that, that's what can kill him. I always just assumed that he'd been studying it. I mean, he's a genius. He's it's got this big library, logic. and this dude showed up. I always imagined as soon as the dude showed up, Lex started doing some research. It just happens to find you, this one picture in a book that's on his library. Of well, a, no, of I think he meteorite. remembered seeing the picture. That's the way I always got it. Was, that makes sense. He he was studying what would make Superman so much stronger on Earth by the interview. And he's like, okay, so it's probably a molecular structure if there was ever any radioactivity. from. Hey, what about that one that fell in Addis Abbott? So that's why I asked him to push us over to N, not M. As in moron. <laughs> N, <laughs> as in <laughs> nincompoop. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess I really never thought about that because he, he gives that explanation. And I know, but like, it just feels like... I don't. How do you know that? I don't really ever stop and really think about it. You know, I'm just kind of accepting it. Like, yeah, okay, this is Lex Luthor. He's a he's a genius. Whatever, go. He's, he's a murderer. But you're right. Like, I, I don't know. He doesn't really connect exactly how he. Also, knows like, how does he build a giant apartment under Fifth Avenue without anyone noticing? Because you know that's the best. He's got, he's got the best uh, the best location uh, in Manhattan or whatever. He's like, I got Giuliani in my back pocket. Well, wait, he wasn't. The he hired the, the layer makers. That's what he did. Oh, there you go. The layer makers. Layer makers. Oh man, he's like, look, guys, I gotta have a pool. Okay, that's that's the one thing. We They're get. like, that we'll be cool. there after we finish building this cave for this rich dude in Gotham. All right. Superman's like, look, I just throw a crystal out and shit pops up. <laughs> he's like, I was just, it was, it just got hot in my hand. <laughs> I had to throw it. He's like, God, you was, Earthlings are so stupid. It was calling yeah. out to me, making this the weird build noise. shit with your hands. Uh, okay, so Lex Luthor's plan is to secretly buy up all the desert in California. That's mm-hmm. right. That's west of the Andreas east. Fault. Yes, east of the Andreas east Fault. Of Andreas yeah, that's Fault. right. So yeah, he's gonna he's gonna put a nuke in the fault line and then drop Calif- all of California into west the ocean. California into the ocean, and then he's gonna have beachfront property. So he right. own, then he owns all the beachfront property. And, and of course, and of course, land is power, and that's where he's coming from. I'm I'm okay with this, you know. No, like, no it, it's good. It, it's a good evil henchman plan. I'm I'm totally fine with this. Watching the three hour cut though called into questions that I had not thought of before. <laughs> because when you watch the three hour cut, they let you know that the first nuke that 
Otis, like he misprograms, right? It's going to go to some some wrong place. Hoboken, right. Hoboken, New Jersey. Yeah, and Hack, they, Hackensack. Is that Hackensack? Ha- yeah, Hackensack, okay. Hackensack, Hackensack New Jersey. That's where my mother lives. Oh yeah, that's right. That's a great. And then scene. Mrs. Tessmacher goes and reprograms a different nuke. I didn't like. I didn't. I didn't really get that. Oh, I thought it was the same one. I thought she was going back and fixing the error. Yeah, that's no, what I thought. No, she goes and programs the set because there's two of them. There's Navy Bird and, and Army Bird. That's why it's confusing. Later in the movie, it's like, oh wait, there's two. And oh, that extended- never. That never. No, that, he brings me. it up. Bring, he brings it up. He's like, he's like, he's like, you'll be able to stop one Superman, but not two. And Superman goes, there's two. And is he is he just playing it off because it's like. I'm working with a bunch of stupid idiots. I think he's playing that he... And this was my plan all along? Oh. Yeah, I think Luthor's not admitting they made a mistake. I thought it was the plan all along. Yeah, yeah, right. If if you look at... You watch the three-hour cut, that's totally how it comes off. Well, I mean, if you look at the two two trucks, there's one Navy truck, and all the guys are dressed like Navy guys, and then there's the Army truck that all the guys are dressed in camouflage and green, and that's the guy that makes out with Miss Tessmacher when she's laying on the ground. I know, but it's... First couple times watching it, it's really hard to, like, tell that those are different. I never had a problem. Because you're just like, or is this a different... Is this just a different commanding officer from a different truck coming up? Or I didn't. I never noticed that their uniforms were different colors at that time. Huh? I always always noticed that those were army guys and those were navy guys. So there was two nuclear. You're right. I mean, you're totally right. But no, I did not notice that the first time. I was always I was kind of confused yeah. by and, this and just a little bit. Like it's like, well, wait, is the second one part of his Lex plan? Never te- Lex never tells his partners where the second one is going. She finds out when he tells Superman. So that's when she steps in and goes, that's where my mom lives. And he looks at his watch and goes, <laughs> like not, not anymore. anymore. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Man, he's a badass. He's just like like ultimate just asshole evil dude. I do love the yeah. how it should have ended for this. Have you seen it? No, for the no for super. No, oh man, not. put it in the put it in the show credits because right. it's it's this scene, Luthor setting on the kryptonite box. Right, he's trying to lure Superman to look at the, see the lead and find the detonator in quotation marks. And he says, "Yes, Superman, there are two. Not even you with your great speed could stop both of them." And Superman goes, "Wait, what did you just say? I, I said there are two. Not even you with your great speed could stop both of them." He goes, "Be right back." Shoots up through the ceiling. He comes back. He's got both nukes in his hand. He goes, these missiles, Lex. (laughs) And Lex is like, yes, just get them out of here. (laughs) That would have been badass. That is one of, like, the first very, like, nerd things I ever remember, like, ever hearing in the schoolyard was, like, how the fuck can Superman turn the world back Back in time? But that motherfucker can't catch two missiles? Because Lois hadn't died yet. He hadn't gotten that full rage yet. (laughs) That's that's exact. He he didn't know. That's exact my argument. Exactly. That's that's exactly what it was. That's how I answered it too. You know what? As filmmakers too, they were kind of stuck into a corner because it wasn't the original ending. Originally, he just stops the missiles. Yeah, he's supposed to turn the world back in part two, right? Yeah. After Zod destroys everything and Lois finds out who he is, that's when he decides he turns the world back, so she can't remember. That makes more sense. I don't know, man. I think it and makes it, more sense to revive Lois, though, than it does to make her forget that Clark Kent's Superman and that. And it, well, it's it's heavy, but, but it also, also the world it, is destroyed. It also put oh, the world. Okay, hold up. In the movie, it wasn't the world was destroyed. It was that Mount Rushmore was destroyed. So and the it's, White House. It, it's the White House and Mount Rushmore and Zod Lois takes, forgetting. Zod takes over the planet. But well, it, no, he had dealt I with Zod it, at that I, point. I, I, 
think it also puts Zod back in the... This is all one thing I was kind of confused on, because I think it may... I'd have to go back and watch it, but I think it goes back to where they're still... They go back to Trapped in the Phantom Zone. Oh, really? that far? I think... I'm not 100% sure, because it's, it's still kind of weird. Because, like, all right, you've seen Superman 2, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you know the part where he doesn't have his powers, he goes to the... He goes to the <laughs> yes. And the guy kicks the shit out of him. Goes to the bar. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, he goes... goes to the truck stop. He goes yeah. back to the truck stop, and he's got his powers back, and he kind of picks a fight with the same dude, and the dude punches him, breaks his hand, and Superman sh- shoves him down the uh, bar and into the jukebox or whatever, right? Yes. Well, that scene's still in that scene's still in the Donner cut, but it's right after he turns the time back. So now Clark Kent is walking in, picking on a dude who has never, never seen anything. him. <laughs> <laughs> this truck driver's like, God damn, fucking Clark Kent's an asshole. That's a dick. What, what the fuck was that? <laughs> but they play it like they've seen him because they, you know, he does. He still does. The gives them the money and goes. Oh, I've been working out. Like, <laughs> like they play it like they've seen him. So that, yeah, that ending in two is not as flushed out as I think they'd wanted it to be. But there is a cool scene where I Perry White's that. putting toothpaste on his toothbrush, and that's how you figure out what Superman is doing because he says good night to Lois. She promises that she'll never tell his secret. He goes, I know. And then he flies off because at this point he has his plan, right? So he flies up into space and he's doing this real fast thing around the earth. And at first you don't know what he's doing. And Perry White goes to start putting toothpaste on his toothbrush and the toothpaste starts sucking back into the Oh, okay, going back into the road. T- so then you realize what he's doing. You're like, oh, he's turning back time, and the city comes back together, well, and the, the White the, House. Of course, the song. If I could turn back time, if I could find a way. Yeah, so the original. I take back all those words. The original ending for Superman would have been him pushing the nuclear bomb into space, it going off. Right, reaching the star. Now come up with something for to you. God damn. God, we're doing Moonstruck next to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's all shit. I'm on vacation on that one. Oh, really? That's a romantic comedy. you You guys give me shit about comedies. That is a comedy I love. I've never seen it. Let's watch it. Oh, really? Yeah. I got a soft spot in my heart for it. I thought it should have won Best Picture that year. But anyway, other news. I haven't seen it since... Probably before I was old enough to even understand, understand it. it. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, you should check it out. It's good. It's it's one of those good, like you know, family romantic comedies. Be good for anyway. the fall. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Is this Moonstruck or a fish called Wanda? I don't know. <laughs> Chocolat. Fish called Wanda. That's oh man, that's hysterical too. That that's a good con. Why weren't you guys bringing up these comedies when we were doing the fucking comedy podcast? These look, are, my cousin Vinny's a great podcast. These are way these are way better comedies. I, I love a look, fish. You got to work Wanda. your way up to that. Oh man! And also, oh, did I you can totally see get down with that? Marissa Tomei and my cousin Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, yeah, we all know. <laughs> I'm we sorry. All know. <laughs> oh my goodness! Tell us, Jared. <laughs> she's she's really funny, guys. <laughs> <laughs> my son was watching uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming the other day, and I was just like, Jared would approve. <laughs> <laughs> she's like old lady hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I guess 
only other thing that's ever bothered me about Superman. I just, I, I got to get to this one other thing. Okay. It's bothered me since I was a kid. Superman turns back the world. We see, we see the earthquake, it happens. And that's one thing I really like. I like it. I love Superman going down through the tectonic plates. Oh my God, oh, what awesome. a badass. Right? He's such a badass. And, and, and he's like holding up the fucking mantle of yeah. the crust of oh the fucking God, earth. Dude, yeah, and he's is, like all glowing red and stuff. I was like, this is amazing. No, that shit is totally badass. Like, I nerd yeah. out over that shit. Can, now, now, stop for a second. Can you imagine? It's 1976, <laughs> 77. You're Richard Donner. You get a script and you read. He flies under the fault line, <laughs> lifts the fault line to save the mantle of the earth from crashing into the ocean. Huh? How, Guys, we're gonna have to have some meetings here. How brutal is um, is Lois's death scene though? Like, like just dirt, and she she's not even screaming. She's just. Oh. It's just like just like shit just piling in on her, just like oh, it, endless it amounts. It, dude, it's like whoa, and it's long. No, they they, they drag it out, man. It's like holy yeah, because they're they're intercutting with that while he's saving that little village by making a new dam. Or yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That, oh that's yeah, pretty that's cool. pretty gnarly. Yeah, like yeah, he built like he built a whole like you know. I thought that was one of the better models. The the dam oh, breaking. Yeah, that yeah, shit yeah. Is Oh no, there's some really cool dude. like miniature stuff with like water going down, like knocking over. Yes. And all. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Even the stuff with the train, like all this stuff at the end, like how he's saving everyone. Oh, the train is awesome. It's, it's a Superman. montage of <laughs> Superman being badass. Yes. It's just like, we, yes, this is what I wanted. We have Superman a great movie. montage in the middle. Once we Superman becomes Superman, that he goes yes. around and saves everybody. Oh, but with I, the cat. I, I, cat. I know. No, I, yeah. I've got to say this about the cat. Uh, like he goes in and does it. He saves the cat. And then, he, and then, and then the little girl goes <laughs> inside and she's like, she's like, mommy, this man just flew down and like uh, whiskers was caught in the tree and, and he got him down. And she's like, I told you not to say lies. And she smacks her. <laughs> and they put the sound it's effect like, in. Yeah. That's badass. So you're, you're a little bit of a historian here. Is this where the saying, save the cat, comes from? Because I've heard disputed disputed theories on this. Oh, no, man. Save the cat's got to come before this, right? There's a book called Save the Cat. I know. Is no, that, it's, is this that, is, this can't that same thing happened in the comics. They, yeah, it just can't be the first instance of that. I don't know. I mean, I've had right? I've I had some people say that yeah, the, that's where they get it from. It's a metaphor. Cause, that's a, the seventy eight version. Yeah, but then I've had other people say that that scene in the movie is them. They put it in as a joke on that saying to save the cat. You know, I can't argue with you because I can't think of anything right. You know, off the top but of my head like that, I can't. They, they did can't miss an opportunity that later in the film, when Superman's face is on every freaking newspaper, that the little girl is like, "Mom's having like you know breakfast," and she's like reading the paper, and she's like, "There he is, right there!" And she smacks the mom back. <laughs> Dumps her Cheerios in her lap. Oh, no Cheerios are back. <laughs> this is what you get, you abusive bitch. She's like, you thought I was lying. <laughs> I love that Air Force One scene. Oh, that's amazing oh, too. Just that is good. Like, he saves. He saves. I love Air that Force guy's One. voice. And they like, don't. They don't show the president, which I love. I love. It's just like all on the front end. Oh know? yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's all it's, within it's, the pilot. It's amazing. It's such a cool little scene. Well, I mean, that's where you want it to be, right? Because you want to get their reaction to the uh, Superman. But right? like, uh, you don't want to know what's going on. Well, navigator behind him he's like looking to the window and they look at each other like what the fuck uh, yeah i love it when he's like what just happened he goes just fly <laughs> i love that way that delivery there's a thing there's a thing on the wing and it does have a nice like I, you know maybe maybe it's not just fairy tale maybe it's like also like a little bit of like that 50s leave it to beaver 
innocence that's thrown into the film. Yeah, it's it's, it's 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 in a lot of it. We were talking about that. How right. like they capture a world in this movie where people are very accepting to him because he's doing good things. Right. Where if he appeared nowadays, as soon as he caught like took off and caught Lois at the helicopter, people in the crowd would be like. What the fuck just happened? Kill it. Kill it. Well, yeah, if you if you see their reaction, that's another thing that kind of threw me. And and you have to put the movie in its place. Like during the um helicopter scene, it cuts down to different shots of the crowd and they're so like accepting and like, oh my god, they're just so over overjoyed of, of, of seeing what they're seeing. And they don't have iPhones out. And they and don't that, have iPhones out. And right? one lady even goes, oh my god, he saved her. It's like, I, 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 did you see that? I did not even think he did that. Oh my god, he saved her. You know, that I don't whole, know, man. Yeah, that was just kind of like, you know, that that was the 80s, late 70s. That You know, that was... You no, know, it, 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 it felt odd, but like, you know, it was like said a little I don't think that's what New York was at that time. <laughs> Right. You know, obviously, but that's what everybody wanted it to be. While he was trying to capture a realistic feel, it captures an idealistic, realistic feel. Yeah. That's one thing. Even though this is Metropolis, I do like the inclusion of the Statue of Liberty. And, you know, there's even like a a couple shots of the skyline. I'm pretty sure you can see uh, some Twin Towers. Yeah, you totally see the Twin Towers. Right? Okay. You totally see. So, I mean, they're doing a good job of like, yes, this is Metropolis. It's fictitious, but they're setting in the real world. It's grounding it. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Originally, what I was getting at with the end Superman turns back time, fixes everything to save Lois Lane. And we see things go back. This bothers Donner, too. Some things go back to the way they were. You know they're going to get destroyed later. See, everything gets It back. looks like he rewinds it till before the missile hits. Yeah, and then he gets to Lois Lane, and he's like, hey, I'm going to save Lois Lane. But then Jimmy shows up and says, hey, thanks for leaving me out in the middle of nowhere, which yeah, means so very he's confusing. He did, he did save him, though, because he left him out in the middle of the— I know, but the visuals that we just sh- were shown go way past when— I don't think they had a lot of time to think about it. I know they didn't. I know. I know they were rushed in the edit at the end of this movie. I yeah, know that was because I. I was just watching, literally as I pulled up. But, I was, but you know what I mean. You guys oh, are with I, me on this. It's kind of confusing. One hundred percent. Like because like, he, he either rewound it before the missile hit, and then went and got the missile. Or, but according to Jimmy, the missile hit. Cause yeah. He, <laughs> no. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's definitely. I think he went and, and he saved everybody in the same order. He just kind of like got got to Lois a little quicker. Maybe he didn't have to think about what he was doing. Now. Yeah, because because there was some time where he was just kind of like, Meh. you know, like you know where he's up. Or maybe like, he let you know let the kids on the bus he, die, and yeah. then he <laughs> he's like, all right, I'm, I'll let the kids on the bus die. I'll save the train. I'll make the dam, and then I'll go get Lois. <sighs> Damn. I would have ditched or, the train. Or, no, he, he just flies over really quickly, knocks the shit out of the bus, <laughs> knocks it up there really quick. He, he was just doing it fast. You know, when you know, you've already done something once, well, he just you figured, can do it yeah, twice he, as fast. He, he just figured out he could fly that fast. I don't have a problem no. with it. It's just confusing it's the, as a kid. No, it's, when it's, I saw it as a kid. It's confusing as It's the Bill and Ted too. thing, you know, where they're like, okay, let's remember that they go back and do this and this and this, and then we can do this. You know, so they, like, they've already gone through it, so they can go back and just do it faster. I was watching that interview with Richard Donner, and he was talking about how... You know, they were coming up on the release and they said, look, the biggest, you know, the biggest gag or effect we have is the turning the world back. So go ahead and put that at the end of one. And he's like, it doesn't fit at the end of one. And they're like, well, make it fit. So, they, you know, they're trying to figure out how to write it to make it fit. And he's really worried about how it plays. So he wants to have a preview in England in front of an audience before it gets released. Or he wants to have a preview in America 
before it's released. But the, the Sulkines won't release the print. So he has to fly back to England, assemble a print, come back to America. But by the time he gets back, he doesn't have time to do a preview. So the very first time he has to show the movie is to Jimmy fucking Carter at for a screening. Really? And DC with the guys that Fisher and Schulster or whatever I can't remember the names right now. Tongue tied. The guys that wrote the original, they're yeah. all there. That's the first time he has to show the movie. Woo. He said he was scared. You know, those those White House screenings back in the day, those were big deals. No man. shit. Those were really big deals. They're not they're not anything now. You don't even you don't even hear about Trump doesn't watch movies. Yeah. So after the screening some officials from D.C. came over and said, Mr. Donner, we need to see you in this other room. And he didn't know what they were going to say. He was like, are they going to bitch me out? Did I do something wrong? Well, the original writers, and help me out with their names, I'm just having drawn a blank here. It's Jerry Siegel and uh, Joe, Joe Schuster. Joe Schuster, okay. So they're there, and they give him the original 1930-something statue of Superman. And they said that they were really happy with the movie, and they thanked him. That's pretty badass. And he still had, he said he was, he said he was amazed. He thought it was amazing. Hey man, I'd love to have that. Before we get into what you guys are, are rating this, I want to know where do you guys put Superman and the Pantheon of, of comic book films? Holy shit! Well, I mean, like, what is this? This is top ten? This top five? It's, I mean, it's a personal preference, but for me, it's like top two. <laughs> really? What's your top two? Dark Knight and Superman. Boom! I'll answer it as the twelve-year-old Jared. Okay, you ready? Batman, Superman, Ninja Turtles. Man, you got you guys really you guys are really rating this high. I don't I don't know if I put this in my top five. I put it in my top ten. I think. Well, you know, what? I don't even know if I put it in my top ten. See, I don't. It, it, it's hard to me to think of it now because when I'm looking at it now, I'm seeing it. Like I said, helicopter scene aside, yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying like I'm seeing it differently. But like I have to think about it like when I saw it as a kid because that's more honest. It's about more of the experiencing it as what it is but see to me like as a kid superman 2 was always the better film to me as a child like superman 2 gave me what i wanted superman in a superman movie does stand out in my mind a lot but yeah. it's also the one with the fucking the other like the the sun god one like the other the bad <laughs> you know the the dude with the the, the blonde haired guy that he fights that's in superman 4, 4. Right, that's what i'm talking about that's for some reason that yeah. stands out in my brain too so and i know that one's really bad, bad. <laughs> but I, I still watch Superman two every now and again. And everybody Combs, like son of Jarrell, like, Neil before Zod. Yeah, that's the line. And, and I like, remember. You know, he knocks the helicopter out of the sky when he's like tearing up the whole town and shit, like the little small town. And, and they're trying to like, so this is Planet Houston, you know. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> There's some really great stuff in that. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I know it's cheesy. I'm not saying it's not, but I, I don't know, man. I like. Oh if, man, Terrence Stamp kills it with it. I, that's the thing, dude. That's the thing. I yeah, like. He's ta- really I love good. Terrence Stamp. I like one better, but that when they first land in in the Lester version, and she sees that snake and it bites her, and she like she zaps it. And she throws it around <laughs> and she's like burns it. To, yeah. And then Nod's trying to figure out how to use his lasers. He's like, oh, oh he can't do it. He's like, is that not in the other cut? Uh, I can't remember. Okay. Maybe. There's too many versions of these movies. Man, I mean, that, that would be it's a like huge It's like watching naked. Blade Runner. Ooh. <laughs> remember that? Bad? I don't think it's that bad. It's, it's not that like bad. Five versions of these movies. I remember the moon sequence being a little different. <laughs> I, I love that I, moon sequence. I, I, you know, I, I almost feel like we should do Superman too. No, we have you know? to. Like, now. Yeah, I mean, I, I do want to see the Donner cut of that, and I, I would like to revisit 
you know, the theatrical cut, compare those two. Yeah, I almost suggested yeah, I when you said let's do Superman, just, well, we should just do just Superman do. 1 and 2. Oh, yeah, that, may, that would make that sense. That would be way too long of a podcast. Benson, what do you rate Superman? Nine and a half. Whoa, he gave it a 9.5 Elkins out of 10. Wait, you did not give it a 10? How no. are you not giving it a 10? I thought this was like your favorite movie. It's one of them. Wait, you're not giving one of your favorite movies a 10? It's hard to get a 10. Man, 10 man. is really hardcore. 9.5 is crazy. Look, man, I mean, dude, there's fucking at least 50 movies I'd give a 10 to. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm more, really? I'm more, I'm more picky yeah. with my 10s, man. What's a 10, Brian? Uh, like Dark Knight. Apocalypse Now, Jaws. Uh, let's just go through my posters. Uh, I'd give Jaws a 10. The Exorcist, Halloween, I'd give, uh, yeah. Ran. I've never uh, seen uh, Ran. Now, what is that? Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs, yeah. Arrival. Escape from New York, I give it 10. Really? Uh, yeah, fuck I yeah. I give that a 10. The Rival, uh, what is that? The Thing? The Thing, I'd give that to 10. I fucking, The Fly, give those that a 10. Those are your 10s. I'd give all those 10s. Wow. RoboCop, I'd give that a 10. Go, Robo. Nah, I'm, I'm a little more picky with my 10s. Man, that 10s are high marks, man. That's hard. That's hardcore. Like, I would give The Dark Knight a 10. I mean, yeah, that, Dark that Knight's an easy 10. Like, yeah, that's a great movie. Watching that, that feels flawless. I don't question shit. I mean, as much as, as much as I love Superman, as much as it makes me feel good... There are stuff like, well, when he turns the world backwards, does he? It makes me question. There's some so flaws gonna, in it. I'm going to take away a point. I have a point. Okay, I guess these other movies I mentioned did not do not do that. I guess you're right. Okay. I'd give Jaws a 10. Jaws a 10. Apocalypse Now is a 10. Exorcist is definitely a 10. Raiders of the Lost Ark, I'd give that a 10. I'd give that a 10, too. I'd That's give Halloween good. a 10. All of them a 10, bro. <laughs> I'd give all the Star Wars movies a 10. Barney and Wonder Even Man. Solo. Okay, I meant the original trilogy when I said Star Wars movies. I'm sorry. I would not think that through all the way. Uh, it's a Star Wars story. It's not a Star Wars movie. <laughs> that, that still doesn't save me from episode one, two, or three. But, you know, hey, I appreciate you trying. Yeah, you, you trying. know, hey. Well, in honor of giving points, I'm going to give this one a 7.75. 7.75. five Elkins on the scale. All right. Mostly for nostalgia. Uh it's it's got all the feels, man. It, it feels like a comic book. It's got like it, it's it's America. There's a is it the second? It's the second one where he actually goes in and he like replants the the flag. Yeah, because Zod destroys the White House. Yeah, because yeah. But anyways, yeah. So the, I mean, like Superman is like American patriotism, like the red, blue, and yellow of America. You know, because you know this movie influenced a lot. It's the first like proper comic book movie. Yeah, totally. Like we wouldn't have had the Burton Batman movie. Nope. We wouldn't have the and I'm trying to remember Christopher Nolan said something and I'm trying to remember what no, he, he said. He, he said we wouldn't have uh like we wouldn't have the Dark Knight without without Superman cuz they all looked up to that. That was like what something to aspire to. Well, it was the first time anybody went to the idea of we can take this comic book character and try to make a realistic, believable world. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like trying to make it realistic, to make it uh, grounded in in reality of like, like what could possibly be. No, the way Nolan said it, just like you could feel the weight of how important the you know the the movie was. On, and I can't remember exactly how he said it, but it was along those lines of, you know, if it wasn't for Superman the movie, none of these other movies would have been brought. You know, would have come out because. It was the first one to look at it with, we can make an epic, big movie based on a comic book character and it not be a joke. And not come off as like super like cartoony kitty, you know. Because before that, they just thought of, you know, comic book characters were a joke. You made fun of them and you put them yeah. up. You made them funny and campy. and You know, for kids. I think that's why they try to get, you know, 
the Brando and the Hackman in it. And I was Which trying to remember. Legitimizes it majorly. I, I did think it was weird though that like this movie is so influential to Nolan, and then when he turned around and kind of, I, I know he didn't direct Man of Steel, but he he was a, he was a production kind of shepherding that production a little bit. It was weird that there was so much, it was so serious and it was so not fun and not this movie. You know what I mean? It was, it's kind of bizarre. Yeah. I, I think a lot of that has to do with the director. It's just, cause I do think, I mean, we've I talked mean, he about saves this. the school bus in that movie, but dude, it does not, it's not as cool as the golden gate bridge scene in this movie. No, when he saves the school bus in that movie, you're supposed to feel bad for him. I know. Why is was that? Like, that that's, a, that's a weird. Like, why? You're doing something good. It's Superman. It's a hopeful but, moment. But we've talked about, like, I still feel like if you take Man of Steel and cut out some stuff, move some stuff around, and add some hope to it, you have the structure of what could be a really awesome Superman movie. If Richard Donner was directing it. Yeah, <laughs> like, you need to give it to Donner or Spielberg. Or, Donner did a good job with this. Like, maybe Nolan... So what do you rate it there, <laughs> B-Rye? Uh, I'd probably I'd probably give this a seven. Um, it's it's really good. Um, the spirit of it's great. The the way the film looks, the lighting, the visual effects, and, and just everything fits into the story very very well into this nice fantasy. I don't know sci-fi groove. It just it works for me, man. Everything works for me. I know the sci-fi stuff has kind of a seventies look, but it just fits. I think the subject matter. Um, and it fits this movie. It's totally correct. Yeah, like when you watch it now, somehow this still works. It does, and and it's got an unstoppable score. Yeah, oh. like dude, I'm telling you, the music really, 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 really helps. As much it's as like the music helps, yeah. as much as the music helps Jurassic Park, it helps this movie. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you guys want to get in touch with us, our email address is themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's themoviecrew. Crew is spelled C-R-E-W-E. That's right. Extra E at the end of the word crew. For you can follow reason. us. You threw an extra E on there. Okay. A little, little story behind that. That's actually the name of my hometown. Movie Crew? No, it's Crew. <laughs> oh, I'm, like, I'm from Movie crew Crewville. For, no, I'm from... <laughs> fuck, dude. No, I'm talking about the word that's misspelled. Crew. Well, the movie crew at Gmail, that email is already taken. Nice. So, you know, personalize it. I need just to contact them and ask them what the fuck is up. <laughs> what if they get emails for, for like <laughs> in episode 64? What the fuck? And they're like, what the fuck are they talking about? Damn it. And that actually probably does. It probably happens. <laughs> <laughs> probably more than uh, anybody would. That's where all that. our emails are going to. <laughs> You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Movie Crew Pod. Benson, where can people follow you, sir? At J. Edward Benson on Twitter. And Mr. Callen, where can our audience follow you? You can get me on Twitter at Jared B. Callen or on Instagram at Check the Gate. Uh, also check the gate on uh, the uh, PlayStation Network. Hit me up. Let's play some Fortnite. Also leave a five-star review on iTunes, and I'll send you a T-shirt. This t-shirt You know one day Somebody's gonna take you up on this I really hope they do I don't think anybody Listens past this point Honestly <laughs> Man everybody listens to the music Which guys We're gonna be closing out With uh, John Williams score For Superman The motion picture soundtrack uh, We're gonna be playing Track 1 The main titles Also known as The Superman theme Enjoy <laughs> 